As we're kicking this morning's series off, we're in a brand new series called Jesus Company this morning. And if you're visiting with us today, we want to say thank you for being here at TWBC. We pray that you would find a place to come in and get planted right here with us. The Bible says this, those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of their God. And so we want to find a place for you to get planted here with us right here at TWBC. If you are visiting today, grab that card out of the chair in front of you, fill it out, and bring it to either information center on either side of the sanctuary where we have a gift for you from the church, some information about us. How we want to get you planted and plugged in so you can become all that God would call you to become right here at TWBC And so have you found Matthew chapter number 9 verse number 36 when you're there say I'm there there. Say I'm ready ready. The title of this morning's message is paid in full and it's a new series called Jesus company And the Bible says this Matthew 9 36 when he saw the crowds everybody say the crowds This is what we're doing. We're looking for people this year. We just got out of a series where we want to connect people in authentic relationships. The Bible said he had compassion for them. And because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd, then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful. The laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Father God, that's our prayer. Send us out to bring in your harvest this morning in the name of Jesus we pray and all God's people said amen and we know what we're doing this year we're in a program or a a series or a campaign this year called reach which stands for raising eternal and community hope and that's the the, what we want to do is we want to go out and bring in the harvest through raising eternal and community hope second Corinthians 10 13 says this but we will boast or celebrate or glory in only with regard to our area of influence God has assigned to us to reach that harvest harvest to reach even you the Bible says so we're gonna recognize our area of influence and we're gonna reach those who have been assigned to us so don't forget this year we're almost halfway through the year who is the one person that you are personally gonna lead to the Lord Jesus Christ we just said the harvest is plentiful so it's not like you got to look for somebody Jesus says there's a millions and millions and millions of people out there that need you to reach them with the love of Jesus Christ so who are you gonna reach this year with the gospel of Jesus Christ and we know that we're gonna ignite nations as we go around the world we're going to impact a four state area but we're going to influence the culture or change the culture of this 20 mile radius that God has given us and so we're excited to do that and this morning as we jump into a new series called Jesus Company I'm going to preach a message a little differently than I've ever preached before we're going to talk in a parable format this morning what is a parable Jesus used them all the time throughout his ministry a parable is this it's an earthly story with kingdom principles and a kingdom message as the underlying tones to get a point across of how Jesus wanted to illustrate the kingdom of heaven to people and so we're gonna do that this morning so as we start this new series today called Jesus Company we're gonna take a new approach I want you to approach this series like this morning you are applying for a job the job of your dreams the career of your lifetime at Jesus Company the company Jesus owns I want you to think this morning like you're applying for a job at Jesus Company. And I want you to ask yourself these three questions as we kick off this series. What past experience or skills qualify me to work at Jesus Company? What past experience or skills qualify me to work at Jesus Company? So when you're you're applying for a job, they say, what skills do you have? When you're applying for Jesus Company, what skills do you have in your life right now that you could use to work for Jesus Company. The second question is this, who would my references be 
that would support my preceding qualifications that I just listed. <laughs> See, we can write something down and say, I got all these skills for the kingdom. Who you got to verify it? Because if Jesus were to call on some of your references and ask, how is Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so doing in this area, would they give you the same glowing recommendation that you're giving yourself? Come on, y'all are silent in the house this morning. Come on. I can already say y'all don't like this series as we're kicking it off. I promise you're going to love it by the end of this message, though. You will absolutely love it by the end of this message. And finally, this question. If the worship service that I am currently attending this morning were my first day on the job, would I still be employed by the time I started this message? Come on now. If the worship service that I'm currently attending were my first day on the job, would you still have a job by the time right now that I'm starting to preach this message? How did you walk in? Did you walk in ready to work? Did you walk in ready to go on a first day of a new job? Did you walk in ready for a fresh experience? Did you walk in ready for a mindset change? Did you walk in ready to be trained and equipped with new skills that you don't have yet? Did you walk in ready to go to work for the kingdom of God? Because he said the harvest is plentiful. It's the laborers I got a problem with. Come on now. Jesus Company. He's wanting to hire you to be a part of what he is doing. Now, I'm not going to preach on any of these preceding points that I just mentioned. Those are three questions for self-evaluation that I wanted you to ask yourself. But let me ask you this. If you were the CEO of my life, in my life, if I were the CEO of Joel Company, would I even hire me or would I have already fired me? See, I'm not going to, say, I'm not going to look at you in the eye and say, you're fired this morning. I'm not on The Apprentice. You're not on The Apprentice. But you are being looked at for Jesus Company. But if you were the CEO of Jeff Company or Amy Company, would you fire you just by the way you've currently worshipped in the worship service this morning? See, when we're talking in a parable-style message, it's an earthly situation with great kingdom principles that he's trying to get you to understand because he said the harvest, the work, the stuff we got to do, there's a lot of it, baby. <laughs> It's the laborers I'm struggling with. It's the laborers I got to get in focus. It's the laborers I got to bring into a place. And so Jesus is looking for you to come on board and get a part of this new company that he's starting. And it's called Kingdom Incorporated. And he wants you to come on board with this. But listen, he wants you to be more than a hired person. He wants you to be more than a 50-50 partnership. He wants a 100%, 100% partnership with you. Aren't you glad Jesus didn't give you 50-50? Come on now. I'm so glad Jesus did not give me 50% on the cross. I'm so glad Jesus didn't give me 50% when he was getting whipped. I'm so glad Jesus didn't give me 50% when he fed the 5,000. Jesus does not want a 50-50 partnership with you. He wants a 100%, 100% partnership with you. He said, I'm going to give you all I got with Kingdom Incorporated, but I need all of you got in this life. I don't just need your heart. Come on now. A lot of people, we love to get bored again. It's like, oh, Jesus has my heart. He wants a lot more than your heart, baby. He wants your heart, he wants your mind, he wants your will, he wants your emotions, he wants your physical body, amen, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, so start treating it like it's something valuable, not like it's a rejected member of society. Maybe I'm the only one excited about this message. He does not want 50-50 partnership with you. 
He wants all of you. He doesn't want Joel's good part and said, the rest of you, I'm just going to let hang out to dry. He said, Joel, I want all of you. And I think we've done a, 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 a great disservice to the term being born again in the Western culture because we say, oh, Jesus wants to come live inside your heart. No, he wants a lot more than just your heart. He wants your mind. He wants the way you think to change. He wants the way you operate to change. He wants you. He wants to have your emotions so every time something goes wrong, you don't end up like a pile of blubber on the floor bawling about something. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. He wants your mind. He wants your will. He wants your emotions. And if you study the scripture, if the Bible says you now have the mind of Christ. Come on, it's time that the church start thinking on a higher level, and that is called a heavenly level. It's time that the church quit thinking on just a higher level, but a heavenly level. Because we're not working for just a company, he's hiring you to start a new thing called Kingdom Incorporated that's going to look different than any other thing that the world has ever seen. So if you want something different than the world's ever seen, you're going to have to think differently than the world has ever thought. We must begin to think in Jesus' company on a heavenly level, not just a higher level. We must begin to think on a level that will transform the lives and the people around you. Now, the first question many people ask in an interview process, when at the end of an application, how many of y'all have applied for a job recently, by the way? All right, it changes a lot in the last 10 years, all right? And, the last, and usually when the first question that people ask when they're about to apply for a job is this, how much does it? Y'all act like y'all, is, that is not your first. It's like, I'm not going to be humble in church. No, your first question is, I want to know how well I'm going to be compensated for the laboring that I'm going to do. Yeah. I want to know how much does it pay. Show me the money. Give me the green. Come on now. Listen, if that's not true, then all y'all quit your jobs and go, go serve as a broke missionary somewhere around the world. You're at your job because you get a paycheck. There's nothing wrong with that. Quit acting like there is. And some of you think, I should, I, I, I'm worth a lot more than I'm getting paid. Well, then work like you think you should be paid. Work like you think you should be paid, and eventually you'll get paid for your work. Come on, that's just a side note. Every manager or business owner in here, you ought to be standing up. Amen. Come on, preach it, baby. Come on. I mean, every business owner or manager should be shouting amen to the top of their lungs. If you want to get paid, work like you want to get paid. Work at that level. So the first question we ask is this. How much does it pay? And I can just imagine sitting across from Jesus at the interview table um, for Jesus' company as he's about to start Kingdom Incorporated. And I'm sitting over here and Jesus is sitting over there. And he says, uh, Joel, do you have any questions? And my question is, well, Jesus, how much does it pay? And I can just see Jesus sitting over here. And he starts laughing. <laughs> starts laughing hysterically. And he shakes his head. He said, no, no, no. See, you still don't understand. You're not coming on as an employee. You're coming on in a partnership. You're not coming on as an employee. Joel, you're coming on as a 100%, 100% partnership in this business called Kingdom 
incorporated. And I'll give you a verse from our handbook, Joel, that will apply, tell you everything you need to know about how much you're going to get compensated. And it's in the part of Luke, chapter 15, 31. And it says, and he said to him, son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. All that is mine is yours. And so Jesus is looking at Joel over there, and Joel's looking at Jesus over there because Joel still doesn't quite get the concept of all that kingdom and Jesus company have is his because I've never been a partner before. I've only been a hireling before, but Jesus is bringing you to a new level of, uh, uh, of employment. It's not serving him. It's partnering with him. And in this series called Jesus Company, we're going to talk this week about paid in full, which is the title of this morning's message. Next week, we're going to talk about job description, and your job description consists of four things. Co-heir, community, co-laborer, and co-mission. For Jesus, company. <laughs> Do you get the CO now? It's co-heir, co-laborer, community, and co-mission. It is Jesus' company, and you are 100%, 100% partnership. And he looks at me and says, Joel, you're in partnership, baby. All that I have is yours. You've been seated with me in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You're sitting right next to me in this place. It goes on to be further explained in Galatians chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. It says, I mean that the heir as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything. Now look at Galatians 1. I, I need you all to write this down. And I need you to study this. I mean an heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything. This is why some of you sit in church Sunday after Sunday and say, I just want the power of God. I just want the power of God. I just want the power of God. And you're not getting the power of God. As long as he is a child yes, and acting like a child and being childish and not doing daily study and not praying all the time and not trying to grow his faith, you're no different than a slave, though you still are owner of everything. Come on now. Thank you, Jesus. I still love you. Remember, it's a parable. Just keep telling yourself it's only a parable. No, it's going to change your life. I see a lot of this in the body of Christ. Oh, pastor, I've laid my hands on somebody. I want to see miracles, signs, wonders, and everything. I want to see you grow in the fruit of the spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Then we'll talk about miracles later. See, all you guys want to show, but you don't want to go. See, it's the fruit that makes you go. It's the fruit that will change the world. The gifts are just a blessing. That's why they're called a gift. Ding, ding, ding. You don't have Christmas every morning when you wake up. It's one day a year. You get a gift. The fruit, though, you eat every single day of your life. Am I correct? And if you don't, you should be. And if you are, you need to start doing it healthy because he wants all of you 100% spirit, soul, and body. Oh, I'm way off schedule. This interview process is taking longer than I thought. So, I mean that the heir, seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places, as long as they're not growing up in their Christian faith, is treated no different than a slave, though he owns everything. 
He is under the guardians and the managers until a date set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, Jesus, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because we are sons, God has sent his spirit into his son, into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so that you no longer are a slave but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. I love it. And it goes on to further explain in Ephesians but God being rich in mercy, Ephesians 2, 4 through 6, God being rich, everybody say rich, <laughs> in mercy because of his great love which he has loved us with, even when we were dead in our sins and our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up and seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. So we're all sitting here, how much does it pay? Jesus said, I'm not so worried about what I'm going to pay you because you're a joint owner of everything now. Why don't you set your own pay scale? Why don't you tell me what you're worth? I already showed you what I think you're worth. I died for you. Why don't you tell me what you're worth? Why don't you tell me your skills, your qualifications, your ability, the fruit that you're producing? You tell me what you're worth, and then we can set a compensation package. Because I already told you, all that I have is yours. It's a 100%, 100% partnership. See, sometimes you have to walk in the position before you'll understand its power. Sometimes you have to walk in the position before you'll understand the power of it. See, a lot of us love to watch football until every time Tony Romo did something wrong, praise God for Dak Prescott, redeem all you cowboy fans out there come on now but the truth of the matter is if you were to put on some pads and a helmet you don't know the power of the position until you walk in it for a little bit you don't know the power of the position until you walk in it and God's saying a lot of you like to sit back like a Monday morning quarterback and tell me how I should run the kingdom. Well, baby, you're not hired anymore. You're a full-on partnership. So get up here in this position, and then you'll experience what it's like to walk into power. See, because it's one thing to sit out there and listen to Joel. It's another thing to be up here and be Joel. It's one thing for you to go to your place of employment tomorrow and say, well, I wish the church would change this and change this and change this and change this and change this. It's another thing to walk into this office tomorrow and say, gosh, if we just had more volunteers, we could change this and 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 we could change this. See, I don't go into your place. I would never dream of sitting behind a DPS officer's steering wheel with no experience and expect to wield the power that he wields because I've never been in his position. And it's the same thing with every aspect of your life. God is trying to pull you into a new position because you're not going to understand the power of it till you're there. That's why it's called grace and a learning curve. And I've been on an 18-year learning curve trying to grow a church. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Have I got it all right? Absolutely not. Are we still pressing forward? Amen. 
Thank you, Jesus. By grace, we stepped into partnership as a church. Amen. And we're going forward with Kingdom Incorporated. And the great thing about our business partner is he said, anything you mess up, I can still fix. Yes! Scar! What would you do if you knew you could not fail? That's just what he said. Anything, Joel, you mess up, I can fix. I'm God. What would you do if you knew you could not fail? There are some things we'll never understand until we sit in the seat of the boss or at least embrace full partnership. Jesus is not, this is not taking Jesus' t- place, but it is finally the church taking responsibility for what the church is supposed to do. Yeah. It's not taking Jesus' place. So don't ever leave here and say, well, Joel said we're supposed to be. No, Joel said we're supposed to partner 100% because he wants more than your heart. He wants your full being, spirit, soul, and body. And he wants us to step up into this place and for the church to step in and take full responsibility. Because remember this, he said, I'm the head, you're the body. And Jesus is speaking a lot, but he needs his body to start partnering with him and doing amazing things. So let's talk about your compensation package. Let's talk about payment A lot of people like this issue of health insurance, and there's a bonus program in the kingdom. How many of y'all like bonuses? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I love bonuses. At Jesus' company, the funny thing is, when you come on here as partnership in Jesus' company, he pays a little bit different. He says this, the first day you step on, I'm going to write you a check for every day that you'll ever work for this company for the rest of your life, all at one time, one lump sum. I'm going to pay you in full, or I'm going to pay you in faith, everything that you'll ever do right now up front before you ever do one thing. I'm going to just cut you a check. You ready? You ask how much you want to get paid, what you're fixing to do. Jesus said, I'm going to cut a check. Is that okay to get paid like that? Everybody's like, absolutely. (laughs) Heck Yeah. Y'all have it blown in a year. I'm just telling you. Y'all better go through Dave Ramsey before you get a check like that. Thank you, Jesus. And Jesus said, is that okay? Because Jesus is in the business of doing this. He's not going to make you come and get weekly wages for your weekly sacrifices. We're in a new kingdom. We're not in the Old Testament. I'm not going to make you come and get weekly wages for your weekly sacrifices. We're in a new kingdom. We're in a new era. I'm starting a new corporation. It's called Kingdom Incorporated. And it was signed, sealed, and delivered in my blood when I died on the cross and when I was raised again from the dead. And now I have full right to pay you in full before you ever step one foot on the job. And it says this in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews 9, it says, verse 12, He entered once and for all into the holy place, not by the means of blood and goats and calves, but by the means of his own blood, thus securing eternal redemption for the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with ashes of a heifer, sanctify for the purification of the flesh. How much more will the blood of Jesus do? So he says your pay compensation is this. I'm going to forgive everything you've ever done before you were even born. I'm paying you in full before you ever breathe your first breath. By my work, not by your work. I'm paying you by my work, not by what your work is. 
Now, what you do for the rest of eternity for me in this new kingdom incorporated is a whole other thing. I've got stuff for you moving forward, but right now I'm telling you everything that you've, all your debt in the past has been paid in full. And there's so much in abundance that I'm investing in this company. I got enough for every day for the rest of your life and anybody you want to hire and employ alongside you. He's got it all. And Jesus goes on to start talking. And he said, in your compensation package, that's how you're going to get paid. But also, a lot of the world likes to have health insurance. But Joel, I got something better than health insurance. I got health assurance. I got health assurance. And if you'll go over to our health assurance department, you can talk to Isaiah, Pete, and John because they have it all down. Isaiah's in charge. Amen. Come on. You can talk to Isaiah, Pete, and John because they got it all. Isaiah is in charge of past claims. Isaiah is in charge of past claims. And he says this in part number four and five. Surely he has borne, has past tense borne, our griefs, and he has carried, past tense, our, our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. He was wounded, past tense, for our transgressions. He was crushed, past tense, for our iniquities. Upon him was, past tense, the chastisement or the punishment that brought us peace, and by his stripes we are healed because of what Jesus did. So if you have any pre-existing conditions when you come on to Kingdom Incorporated, Anything that has happened up until your life until this point, I don't want you to think that, that you just got to deal with it because we don't have insurance to fix something when it goes wrong. We have assurance we're going to fix everything that is wrong. Come on now. We're going to fix everything that is wrong. And that's for your past claims. Now, if you got present claims, I need you to go to Pete. I need you to talk to Pete because in his section, it's present claims. And verse 2 and 24, it's a lot like the past claims, but it says, He himself bore our sins in his body on a tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness, and by his wounds you have been healed. Now see, Isaiah is different than Pete. Isaiah is past claims. He was in the Old Testament prophesying about Kingdom Incorporated, what was going to happen in the New Testament. Pete comes in. Isaiah is taking care of old claims. Pete comes in in 2 Peter 2, 24, and steps in and says, I'm going to handle present claims in your life because he, the, 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 the owner has already paid for everything that's going to happen to you right. or that you're dealing with right now. So that little sinus issue that you got because you keep sneezing during this interview, it's not putting the best foot forward, by the way. You got snot all over my desk. <laughs> you need to go to present claims and talk to Pete and get that fixed. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. But also... In our health assurance policy that we have. I'm not worried just about your past claims and what you're going through now. I need you for the long haul. I need you for not just days, but weeks, months, years, decades to come down the line. So I need you to go to a completely different department. And this is headed up by John. This is called our wellness division. Come on now. This is called our wellness division. Tina's loving this because she's in HR, human resources, and she understands all this. She's just getting a kick out of this. It's his wellness division. And John says in the wellness division, Beloved, I pray that you prosper in all things and you be in health just as your soul prospers. Yeah. Jesus wanted so much more than just your heart 
when you got born again. He wanted you to fix your past claims, to deal with your present claims, but to bring you into the wellness division to set you up for the long haul. And the first part of you physically prospering is your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions need to start prospering. Get your mind right and your body's going to start acting different. But don't discredit the emphasis you need to put on your physical body. You can't say, oh, Jesus, heal me, heal me, heal me, and drink 52 Dr. Peppers in 32 seconds. All right? Man, man, don't, don't test the wellness division. Walk into the wellness division by faith saying, I'm going to do everything that the Spirit of God tells me to do concerning my mental health, my physical health, most importantly, my spiritual health. And you need to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And the next time you go to pick up that soda and he says, drink a glass of water, and you drink a soda uh -oh. instead of the glass of water, you just sinned in the wellness division. Listen, anything that does not come from faith is sin, the Bible says. I don't know where we've missed that in the church. So us not putting faith in the wellness division part, anything that does not come from faith is sin. So we need to begin to change how we do stuff. Now the greatest thing about your compensation package, Joel, is the bonuses. Everybody like bonuses? Amen. If you like bonuses, you've got a big hand clap of praise. Amen. Woo! You're not only going to get paid, and we'll pay you everything in full. I'm not only bringing you into health assurance package that is out of this world, absolutely. I'm bringing you to a place where I can even give you bonuses in the kingdom of God. But the first thing you gotta remember, as you look in our policy of 103, verses two, three, four, and five, many of you know it as Psalms 103, two, three, four, and five, you gotta remember this. It says, forget not all the benefits. Now Joel, I gotta tell you something, as Jesus is talking. The bonuses are up to you. I'm telling you, don't forget about the bonuses. I'm your partner, not your babysitter. Yeah, that's good. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, that was awesome. Jesus is your partner, not your babysitter. Jesus doesn't want to wake you up in the morning, dress you, fix you breakfast, make sure you're doing everything okay. We're trying to get you ready to go to work today. We're trying to make you in Kingdom Incorporated. Man, you're a partner. 100%, 100%. Don't forget your benefits. If you forget about your benefits as a partner, that's your own problem. You don't have to use them. But they're there for you all the time. This is why Psalms or the policy book 103, do you realize this is your uh, Kingdom Incorporated handbook, right? It tells you everything you need to know about the company you're getting into, right? And he jumps in there and it says in Psalm 103, 2 through 5, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not, that means do not forget, all of his benefits, who forgives all of your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, as we start this, I looked up the word forget because I wanted to make sure in your handbook that you understood what forget meant. Forget means this, to forget, 
to ignore, but listen to these last two, to let wither away, to cease to care about. Many of us fall victim to the last two. Cease to care and let wither away. Cease to care. When I'm healthy, and my, fo- uh, when I'm healthy my focus and my attention is not on the benefit uh, of, of the healing part of the redemption. Yeah. Right? Because it's not a benefit I'm needing, so I think, at that moment. But if I step over into the wellness division, the wellness division says, Joel, when you cease to remember that benefit that you have, you're opening the door to have to go to present claims. Did you get that? When you step out of wellness division, you're opening the door for present claims to come in. Many of you in your life you don't pray for healing till you get sick. Why don't you wake up every morning and say, thank you, Jesus, I'm walking in divine health today. I'm going to be the man you've called me to be. I'm going to live how you called me to live. I'm going to hear your voice. I'm going to heed your voice. And I thank you that you're going to protect me. You're going to lift me up. And you're going to renew my youth like the eagles. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm benefiting from the wellness division of Kingdom Incorporated. And walking in all the power that God has for you. And then the other part, let wither away. If I do not use this benefit, I do not lose the benefit, I'm just out of practice of using it. Just because you don't use the benefit doesn't mean you lose the benefit. Jesus Christ died. He died yesterday, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And, 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 and in that, when he died, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, his benefits stay the same. That's why it's called a benefit. You don't have to use it. If your company offers you health insurance, you don't have to get it through your company. You can go somewhere else and get it. It's a benefit. And so in this, if you don't use it, it can, it, you let it wither away. And it's not that it ever goes away. It's you just get out of practice of using it. The benefits are eternal because they are sealed in the blood of Jesus. Our application and use of them depends on us. And he's not our babysitter. Yeah. The benefit and the use of it depends on us. How many of you guys, when you work out, amen, thank you, Jesus, do a lot of cardio? I realized in my older age that I need to do a lot more cardio than strength training. The funny thing is, I can do three months of consistent cardio. And I can go on a mission trip and be gone for 10 days, and when I get back and do cardio... It's like I haven't done cardio in 25 years. It's not that it's not there. I just didn't use it or apply it, so it withered away. So then it's like starting back over, all over again. The emphasis is don't let the benefits wither away. Don't let it stop from where you're at. The benefits in your life are amazing. A benefit is this. It's something that is advantageous. It's something that's good. It's something that gives you an advantage. It's something that's a part of the package that the cost is already paid. How do you access the benefits that I just read about? By the very first word that says, bless the Lord, oh my soul. (laughs) You want to step into his benefits? Just start praising him. That's how you access the benefits package. You start declaring who God is, not what your circumstance feels like. You start declaring how great he is, not how great your problem is. You start declaring how glorious he is and how amazing that he is and how wonderful that he is. And you bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that's within me bless his holy name, not bless your problems. 
What you talk, is, what you talk about is what you focus on. That's right. That's good. And the more you talk about how bad you feel, the worse you're going to feel. Amen. And you'll have people cuddle up next to you and feel bad right along with you. Because yeah. Yeah. Right. Pe people that feel bad like to be around people that feel bad. <laughs> But he says, I need you to impl implement this benefits package. And if I can have the worship team begin to come. I'm about to close. Amen, <laughs> Brother Keith. <laughs> As Jesus is wrapping up the interview process with Joel, this is a no-brainer to accept this career. It's a no-brainer to accept this in my life. It's a no-brainer to jump in both feet. But Jesus says, I got one more statement to tell you. Jesus says, you're hired. Yeah. You're hired. Hey, guess what? Damon and Laura, you're hired. John Red, you're hired. Pete and Sherry, you're hired. You're all hired. Yeah. The good thing is you're hired. But let me tell you how you got here. Let me tell you how you arrived at this interview process. You may think you applied for a job, but the fact of the matter is, you didn't choose this job, this job chose you.